to 10-0, the podcast by Train Like a Gymnast. I'm your host, Danielle Gray. 10-0 brings together gymnasts, former gymnasts, coaches, judges, and gymnastics enthusiasts to delve into deep conversations about behavior, mental state, physical training, personal growth, success, and more, all learned through the sport of gymnastics. Here's what you can expect on today's episode. Today we hear from 2008 Olympic silver medalist, 10-time world medalist, and second most decorated U.S. gymnast in world championship history, Alicia Sacramoni Quinn, about living a healthy lifestyle, being the best version of you, and learning the fundamentals in order to do or create anything you want in life. I think they see what gymnastics is being done on television, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can never do that. Well, yeah, we didn't start just like yesterday. It takes years of practice and dedication, but that doesn't mean anybody can't learn a back handspring or a backflip or anything that they kind of, you know, envisioned in their head. It just takes time and commitment. And that's the biggest thing. If you want to do it, you just have to put in the work. And if people can get over that initial of like intimidation factor of, oh, I just watched this girl do an Arabian double front. There's no way I'm ever going to do that. Well, yeah, maybe not today or anytime soon, but maybe you'll do it in an air track and a trampoline. I don't know, but it just, it's really fun once they get into it. So I think they just have to, you know, be a little ballsy and just give it a try. But first, a word from our sponsor. I am Alicia Sacramoni Quinn. I am a former Olympic silver medalist. I am also a 10-time world medalist and the second most decorated U.S. gymnast in world championship history. That's so amazing. So honored to have you on. And you have that like perfectly down. You're like, what else? What else? <laughs> I was like, did I forget anything? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, we, they can always Google it if you need to. <laughs> oh, amazing. And you're also uh, the co-creator of the Gympire, correct? That is right. So Samantha Peshik was my Olympic teammate and she has always been super close with me. And once gymnastics kind of ended, we were like, we want to figure out a way where we can stay connected and like keep each other accountable for like just wanting to live a healthy lifestyle. And it's not necessarily like, oh, get on each other's butts every day. Like, oh, you better work out. But some days I'm like, hey, I just had three glasses of wine instead of working out. And she's like, weird. So did I. (laughs) So it was more like a, just to keep in contact because, you know, it's so easy to lose touch these days. And then it kind of turned into, let's see what we can do to inspire other people just to live, you know, a healthy lifestyle and, you know, just be the best version of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my philosophy too. It's just enjoying that body weight movement, getting people to move. And a lot of times people think gymnast or gymnastics is like super intimidating or too intense, or they don't want to do it, or they can't do this or that. So like, what do you have to say about um, people who feel like gymnastics is too hard for them or they can't start it? I think they see what gymnastics is being done on television and they're like oh my gosh I can never do that well right. yeah we didn't start just like yes. yesterday it takes years of practice and dedication but that doesn't mean anybody can't learn a back handspring or a backflip or anything that they kind of you know envisioned in their head it just takes time and commitment and that's the biggest thing if you want to do it you just have to put in the work and if people can get over that initial of like intimidation factor of oh, I just watched this girl do an Arabian double front. There's no way I'm ever going to do that. Well, yeah, maybe not today or anytime soon, but maybe you'll do it in an air track and a trampoline. I don't know. But it just gets really fun once they get into it. So I think they just have to, you know, be a little ballsy and just give it a try. Yeah, take that first step. So speaking of the training, you know, putting in the work, what, how do you train now that you're not competitive, you know, to keep yourself at a peak level, keep that health and and fitness balance. 
So for me, it's, it's really about balance. Like I have two kids now and it used to be like, I take an hour. It's going to be my time for myself, get workout in. And now it's like, Oh, cool. I get 30 minutes while my kid's napping. It's going to be like bing, bang, boom. And I feel like it's just, even getting a little bit in helps. Now it's more kind of circuit training. I hate cardio, just hate it. So I kind of refuse to do it, which is not really healthy, but you know, maybe I'll get on the bandwagon someday. So it just took a little bit of time for me to figure out what I like doing. So for me, I incorporate a lot of my gymnastics stuff because it's what I knew. I was like, well, I know this makes me strong in my core. So I'm going to still keep doing that. And maybe I'll just add some, some weights like kettlebells or just free weights to, you know, spice it up a bit. Right. Totally. And what, what lessons did you learn from gymnastics that you want to pass on to your kids? You know, gymnastics taught me discipline. It taught me respect. Um, and just that I could do anything that I put my mind to, which is like kind of cliche, but it's ultimately very true. When I started, I didn't want to be an Olympic gymnast. I started gymnastics because I wasn't good at anything else. Like I tried all these other sports and was like a hot mess express out there. And my parents were like, good Lord, this kid's never going to find an activity. And so I was doing ballet which I liked, but it was a little boring. And so I started gymnastics as like a latch stitch effort. My mom's like, you have too much energy. I just don't know what to do with you. Let's try gymnastics. And it was kind of like literally love at first flip. <laughs> love at first flip. I love that. <laughs> so, okay. You weren't, you weren't good at the other things, but that didn't mean, I mean, did you feel like you could be good at something or did you feel like your parents kind of led you to that? So like for people who are like, oh, well, this isn't my thing. This is my thing. And they feel like they're just not meant to be athletic or an athlete. Like, like how did, was it an external factor that, that pushed you towards trying something else? Or did you know that you could do something? I don't think, I mean, I was so young when I got into gymnastics, I was eight. So I don't necessarily think I, in my mind, I needed to be something or do something. It was more like, I just wanted to find you know, just an after school activity and be with friends and just do something like that was fun. And then when I started trying other sports like tennis and soccer, I was like, they were fun, but it just like, it wasn't for me. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't want it like, didn't make me want to be there every day an hour early. Like, and then I started gymnastics and I would literally be at practice an hour early. And if I wasn't an hour early, I was freaking out on whoever was taking me. I was like, I need to get there. They're like, your practice doesn't start till 4.30. It is 2.30. I'm like, I need to get there soon. And so for me, I, I just never wanted to leave. I always wanted to be there. I liked the challenge of it. And once I got something else, there was something new to learn. So for me, I think it just seemed like I could never accomplish too much in it. And for, I liked that challenge of it. Yeah. And, and you have that love and that enjoyment. And that's something that I ask anybody who kind of is interested in getting back into shape. It's like, when you were doing a sport, you weren't doing that sport to look a certain way. The aesthetics wasn't like, you're doing it because you enjoy it and you want it to be better. And for some reason, people don't make that connection. It's like, oh, well, it's, I'm thinking of it as a sport. Like, you know, I'm not just working out so I can look good for summer because those kind of goals, they're very superficial and they're not long lasting. And I think the difference between athletes and people who are working out for an aesthetic or, you know, superficial reason have, have different lifespans of their fitness career. So how is it important to have a purpose and a why when training? Even, it doesn't even have to be in training. I think in life, it is really important to have a why and 
you know, it just gives you more legitimacy of to whatever you're doing. It's, you're not just kind of floating through life thinking like, oh yeah, this seems like a good idea. I'm going to go do that. Um, so for me, even training wise, like if I go into the gym without a plan, it, I know it doesn't feel as good of a workout, but I think it's definitely important to have a why to everything you do in life, not just training, not just, you know, you don't have to be an athlete to have purpose to what you're doing. As a mom, it's great for me to be like, okay, what is, what am I playing with these kids? Like, I love them. Yes, they're mine. But like, what do I want them to be? I want them to be great individuals with manners and compassion. And so it's just having that aspect in every part of your life, even training makes it so much better. I go in the gym and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work out today. And I have no plan. And I just end up laying on my stomach half the time being like, okay, well, that was a strong four minute plank. You did nothing else. It's just, you feel more accomplished when you have reason and purpose behind whatever you're doing. Yeah. And so you have a gym at your house or you go? I can give you a little tour. We have like a big rack. We have a woodway, an elliptical, um, kind of get a rower and then just a bunch of random stuff. My husband, he was a former NFL quarterback. So for him working out was huge and it's like a big emotional outlet for him and he loves it. So he had this stuff all from when he was playing in one of his other houses. And then we moved down to our main residence here in Florida and we just kept it. And it's honestly great. I have zero excuses to not go to the gym because it's in my garage. So (laughs) it it makes it nice. That way I don't have to leave. If it's raining, the baby's napping. I can just kind of scoot down here, keep the monitor on and get whatever I need done, which is really nice. Cause I feel like I am a better mom, wife, friend, daughter when I work out. Yeah. Can you go into that a little bit more? So like, what does that mean? Like what makes you better? Why, why does, why does the physical training aspect make your relationships better? I think the physical outlet, the endorphins that, you know, working out gives you, it just makes me more mellow, happier. I'm way more patient. Like I'm always a little bit on edge if I don't get to work out for a lot of days where like, I haven't been able to work out this past week because my husband had foot surgery. So I've been taking care of him, taking care of the kids. And I'm just like a little edgy, like even to him, like I'm not trying to be mean. He's like, you need to go work out because like you got some like pent up whatever going on. And I'm like, you're right. I do. So I just feel like it just, you know, eases my mind. And like physically, I like just getting, being active. I feel better. Yeah. And so what's your typical style of workout? I know you said like, okay, they got to be fast ish. So do you do a lot of hit? Do you do a lot of body weight? Do you use the weights in the gym or is that more for your husband? Like how, how do you train? Typically more hit, definitely more body weight. I'm more like a functional trainer. So a lot of compound exercises, you know, utilizing more body parts at once just to get the biggest like bang for my buck in my workout. Um, I do a little bit of weight training. Honestly, I don't feel super comfortable. Uh, I mean, I'm certified in personal training and I know technically how to do it, but it just like hasn't been in my workout workout makeup because with gymnastics, obviously we're all just doing tons of body weight stuff and maybe very lightweight if that. So I'm still kind of getting used to that, but this, all the heavyweight stuff is more for him. I just kind of stick to what I know because that's what I feel most comfortable with. Right. It's, it's totally the same here. Like I, I trained people at a gym and it was like, I could do it, but it's just, I mean, that's not how I train. So like, right. It's to me is boring. <laughs> like yes. just doing reps of the same thing, not for purpose. It's, it's, it always comes back to that purpose. Cause like whenever you're working towards a skill or you have 
you know, a sport that you're doing, like the drills lead you to something. And then when you get that skill, the skill becomes a drill for something else. Yep. Yeah. In weight training, it's, that makes sense. Like, okay, you can up the weight. But that's it. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, cool. You're going to be able to curl like 400 pounds. Right. Like, that's, right. How are you going to apply that in real life? Are right. you going to lift a car? Maybe not, but yeah, you right? want to be able to. So it, I totally get that. And I'm with you with like, just the, the more functional training, the body weight, gymnastics stuff. I like, you know, you could like eventually learn a handstand, like from being able to start with ele- elevated planks to yeah. moving it forward. The progressions are great. And I think people don't realize that they're able to learn things like that. So mm-hmm. for, for me, I think I love trying to teach my friends those things. Like they're like, all right, I want you to train me. And I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do. They're like, am I going to be able to do a triple back handspring backflip after this? I'm like, probably not. But like, you'd be strong enough to do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's exactly it. And 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 people are like, oh, I could never like. I had a booth at the Anaheim Fit Expo like last a, a few weeks ago, and you know people would walk by and see the sign that said "Train Like a Gymnast," and they would like kind of shake their head. Like I said, yeah, come over here, like learn something. Yeah. She's like, I can never do a cartwheel. And it's like, well, if you it, you just you can't <laughs> if you say that, but you just think that you're just supposed to chuck it, and that's that's not it. You need to learn the safe progressions to do it. And, and so much of it is foundational work that like the program and how I train people, it's the basics, like seven-year-olds are doing this. It's like playing push-ups, and you're, you oh, know, yeah. it, it's, that's not impossible. No. And it's, and it's not intimidating. And I think if right. people, you know, work past that, the fundamentals is all you really need yeah. with gymnastics. If you have good basics, you can learn anything, but it all starts from what you're learning when you initially start doing it. Exactly. And I mean, you as an Olympian, you can totally attest to this. At the Olympic level, you still do basics. Like, all right, everybody in a line, forward roll. (laughs) Like you just, (laughs) at that level, you're still doing that stuff. And, and I I don't know, like how, how often did you do basics when you were kind of, when you were elite and, and I guess either prepping for the Olympics or during that time? our basics were our warm up. So yes. every day we implemented those ed- beginning skills that we learned forward rolls, handstands, cartwheels, walking on your hands. That was our warm up. Like we would run, we would do some plyometrics, and then we did all our basics. And then that got you ready to go do whatever bigger skills you needed to do for your routines or what you were training for the Olympics. So no matter what, like even at the Olympics, that same warm up, all the basics, then we went to our events to warm up to compete. Yeah. Ah, I love it so much. So what, you know, what's your advice to people who want to feel a sense of purpose again, or they were a former athlete and they want to get that back. They want to just feel like themselves. Like what are the steps they should do? What's your advice to them? I had a little bit of a hiatus from working out and anything active after my Olympics in 2008. I just wasn't in a good mental space. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to work out. I don't want to do gymnastics. I just need to like be. And that's okay. There are times when you're going to get burned out and you just don't feel like mentally, physically, emotionally, it's going to be the right thing for you to do. But if you feel like you're lagging or there's something missing and you want to like better yourself, get in the gym. Like there are days when I feel like absolute crap when I'm pregnant, when I'm not pregnant, you know, just had a baby. Like, and I was like, last thing I want to do is work out, but I always feel a thousand times better when I finish that workout. So like you need to think of that motivating feeling at the end to get you into the gym. It may suck when you're doing it, but you, your body will thank you for after, for it after 
you'll feel so much better. You'll have more energy. And if you're like me, you'll be more pleasant. So it's just like, you kind of have to keep that, that feeling, that mindset and feeling in your head being like, I know this is going to be shitty right now, but I know it's going to pay off at the end and I'll feel better. You'll look better and you'll have more confidence at the end of the day. And I think most people are happiest when they are confident in how they look or how they feel. Yeah. Well, you know, when it, when the inside matches the outside and I always say no one ever regrets a workout. Never. Unless you get, Never. but, but that, you know, that's just very rare as well. But also you just, you still worked out and you still did something for right. Um, oh, that's so good. That's so good. So I asked this to everybody. This is like the kind of wrap up question. I asked to everyone who's on the show <clears throat> podcast, whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, the question is, what does it mean to you to train like a gymnast? For me, training like a gymnast is, you know, it's almost like coming home. For me, that is what I've known my whole life. It, what brings me peace of mind, it gives me confidence. So training like a gymnast is going in, giving it a hundred percent effort, even if it's for a short period of time and just kind of dominating. And that makes me a better person and I attribute all my gymnastics training to be able to go in and have the confidence to do that. Never mind just being intimidated of that. Be like, Oh gosh, I don't know if I can still do that, but you know, like I'm going to give it a try just to see how it goes. And I think being humble about not being able to do something really is a big step in the right direction because you have to be able to accept what you can and cannot do to be able to try to be able to do that in the future. Oh, so beautifully said. That was so good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. So if somebody you know, has a question for you, wants to get in touch, where can they go to learn more about you, to follow your journey? If you are on the gram that most people are, my Instagram handle is at ASAQ3. And Twitter is similar. It is at ASAQ underscore three. I post workouts. I try to be pretty comical and it's very real. What you see is my actual life. Yeah. Um, it's not super glamorous. I am occasionally covered with vomit and or boogers, um, <laughs> but I keep it light and I keep it real and I uh, try to keep it healthy. Perfect. Well, I hope you all reach out or, you know, follow, ask questions, comment, and, and just keep up with her. Cause it's, it's very, very true. I, I, I love watching your story. <laughs> you feel like you're there, you know, it's not, you're not trying to be anybody else that you're, that, you know, that you're not. So it's very authentic. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for taking the time out of your busy life <laughs> to hop on. My pleasure. Or listen to something. Yeah. Danielle, this was great. Thank you so much. And if you guys haven't checked Danielle out or her workouts, you definitely should, because if you train like a gymnast, you're probably going to be a badass. Right? Just got to say it. Just got to say it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed this season of the 10 podcast, there's more coming to you this fall. So be sure to hit subscribe to not miss when we return. Supporting our podcast would mean the world to us and ensure that we can have a season two. Just hit support this podcast on our site on Anchor. If you're interested in training like a gymnast, go ahead to trainlikeagymnast.com and see how you can get involved. Until next time, show the world what you've got, be outstanding, and train with purpose.